Okay, I'm recording. You have to do it right now. No, I'm not going to record for the ABCs. <laughs> do you want me to do the other thing, though? Yeah. Episode 57. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. This is Claire. And that was Claire. I'm talk- drinking a LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, I had a little burp. That was episode 57 brought to you by LaCroix. And Joy was like, can you burp on command? I was like, I can burp the ABCs. I'm not going to do it because it will make you guys throw up. But I, that was what my talent was for third grade talent show. I burped the ABCs. And my teacher just had this look on her face like, it's too late to stop you because I already let you start, but God, this is a terrible plan. That is unbelievable. I don't think I've ever met anyone who can burp the ABCs, yeah. but I've heard about those people that exist, and you Not all are... in one burp. It's separate, 26 separate burps. Oh. Same thing. I just can, like, control... I can bring air into my stomach and control it like yeah. that. I don't know. It's not a talent that I've really um, <laughs> cultivated since, like, middle school. Probably haven't burped on command. Like, but it's nice though, because you know, like sometimes you kinda gotta burp, but you're not quite there. Yeah, and, and you so gotta I kinda like out. burp myself a right. little bit. Yeah. You burp you burp yourself. Yeah. Oh, oh my I goodness. So episode 57. We just recorded last night. So yeah. we're like back at it back, back in the saddle because Claire in. leaves on her honeymoon tomorrow. Yay! Yay. In Twelve hours, I'll be on a plane to that's LA so and then to Maui. So, ex- so is it direct from LA to Maui? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's yeah. great. That was a bigger burp over that. Yeah. Um Yes, it's so we drive. We go to LA. We have like a three and a half hour layover, which is really not that bad, especially in LA, and especially when you're flying from Denver. I feel like you need to go to the Kitson store in in the LA airport. The Kitson. Kitson. What do they sell? It's just a fancy store that all the stars go to. Ooh, all the stars. Yeah. Okay. And you can get fancy nail polish. Oh. Like really expensive. (laughs) Can you fly with it? Oh, it's yeah because it's past security already. Plus, Mm -hmm. it's probably not more than three ounces. But they also sell the the nails tabs oh. the stick-on nail polish deal yeah is it really expensive though yes like how much expensive so ridiculous like a pack will probably be like 12 bucks 14 okay. bucks maybe that's pretty yeah. for one hand for like one, one time well like one, yeah one time usage. well that's like that's not as expensive it's a manicure like for manicure. 10 days yeah yeah there you go anyway okay so we um had a call a call for a little another little q a q a and so we got a lot of questions so let's get going we had a lot of questions thank you guys for yeah. all your amazing questions i was just i had so much fun reading them throughout the day yes. um so the very first one we'll just go down the list and some of them as always will uh take longer to answer than others. tangents what tangents never dun, dun, dun. um <laughs> sean mccartan asks how did you two link up and decide to start a podcast bt dub you are both freaking hilarious Thanks, thanks, Sean. Thanks. thanks. Do you remember that time you ran to me? Do you remember it? Did you, did, was all that kind of after your time? It was like the Nickelodeon version of SNL. Kind of. There was yeah. a, there was a skit with Amanda Bynes and she did it, Ask Ashley, and it was like, it's time for Ask Ashley. And she'd read the thing and she'd be like, dear Ashley, that's me. And that's <laughs> what I just heard when you were like, thanks, Sean. It's right that. What happened to Amanda Bynes? She went. Literally batshit crazy mm. and got Botox everywhere and set her neighbor's lawn on fire and went to rehab. Makes me so sad. Yeah, she's a little cray. Well, yeah. A little cray cray. Sad. I don't usually use the term cray cray, but that I think is an accurate I know. It was really, you actually got mad at me one time when I texted you cray cray. I did. You're like, get mad don't like, ever use that not. again. Yeah. But I think that for her, it's a really accurate way yeah. to describe her. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, Sean, you can hear the whole story in episode one. Yep. But briefly, um, Joy and I worked out at the same, still do work out at the same CrossFit gym, CrossFit J in Denver. 
and we both had Crescent blogs, which we both have effectively abandoned since then. <laughs> it's been like two months since my last post. It's been like Podcasting years. is a lot of time, but much more fun for it's me. It's much more fun, and I feel like I talk about everything in the podcast that I would blog about. Exactly. So it's like I get to the end of the day, and like sometimes I'll blog about really personal things, like when yeah. I wrote about the sex drive thing. Right. But And like I'm going to start blogging a little bit about this macros thing, because yeah. I have a feeling that if I keep posting it on Instagram, you're going to blackball me from our Instagram account. I just start sweating, so just, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to keep them few and far between. I know. Yes. And it actually makes me, I'm not going to lie, it gives me a little curious, but then I think there's no way in hell I could ever do it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So we can talk about that in a minute. Okay. But, okay. But, so we both had blogs, and Joy called me, or texted me one day, and we, like, knew each other, but yeah. we weren't friends. Yeah. We didn't know each other that well. We hated each other. No. <laughs> Joy. What a hoe. What a hoe hoe. Um, yeah. I never heard you say that. I just called you a hoe. What a hoe. <laughs> Big booty hoes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And uh, she was like, do you listen to podcasts? And I was like, no. <laughs> Why? And I thought she was going to um, like recommend a podcast Like a nerdy podcast and be like, why is she recommending podcasts yeah. to me? But I thought you were, I don't know. And she was like, well, there are no CrossFit Women's Podcasts and we should start one. And then like six weeks later, we started a podcast. Yeah. Turns out, guys, it's really easy. If Pretty you want to start a podcast, all you have to do is have GarageBand. <laughs> and buy a good mic. And not even that. You don't have to. You do don't that. have to. Yeah. And uh, you have to have a website. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two. Pretty anyway. much. So that's how we did. Yeah. Um, we were on it. We just, things started falling into place pretty yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of gun shy because we didn't really know how to do it. So it took us a long, a lot longer than it should have. And to I get things also going. am still just like totally amazed that anybody listens to this. Me too. Me that's cool. Three. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah. should we talk about macros so for a second? So listen to Let's episode tangent. one, Sean. Yeah. Go Let's back. Let's tangent back to that. Go back to that. So, two weeks ago, by the time you guys listen to this, it will have been three and a half weeks ago, mm-hmm. I got my macro, I went to this, um, it was the same the same day that we did the episode with Chrissy May Cagney, mm-hmm. I did a, her seminar where I calculated my macros, and I thought, well, I'm going to um, start um, tracking my macros, and so my... Everybody, the first question they're like, "Well, what are your percentages?" So the way that I calculated it was not based. We back on up one second yes. and tell just a brief explanation of why the, why people do this. Yeah. So the idea basically is that um, you calculate your macros to find out what the optimal breakdown of your like daily calories should be in order to fit your body type and your goals. Okay. So you know, like every like say, okay, I weigh 130 pounds and I'm you know, moderately active. And so based on that, I found out that I need about 1600 calories a day just to maintain my base metabolism. Right. And that's, everyone is like, that's so low. I'm like, listen, I have a really slow metabolism. I just don't get hungry. Mm -hmm. And also like I coach, but then I equally am on Facebook. So I'm not like on my feet 24 seven. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not like a teacher or something where I'm walking around constantly, regardless. That bugs me. And people are like, are you sure that's enough? And I'm like, mind your own business. Yeah. I'm not, I... Mind your P's and Q's. Well, and also just, like, I would also... If you have thought that about my thing, or if you have ever thought that about someone else's, just, like, these are... I First of all, I calculated them with a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. And second of all, you know, my body is my own body. Yes. So, and I'm also not out to start denying myself food. Yes. And actually the point of doing the macro thing from the Chrissy May Cagney standpoint is that you can have foods that you previously were not quote unquote allowed. If, you know, like if, and not all the time, like she, you know, she's not saying 
every morning wake up and have a donut instead of having an apple. But she is saying that like, if you have that craving, then go for it as opposed to feeling like you're denying yourself as opposed to setting yourself up for an unhealthy relationship with food. Right. Cause like, deny, deny, deny. You set yourself, you set yourself up for a binge. I remember right. her saying that. Yeah. And also set yourself up for orthorexia, which is something that somebody asked about. Abby said thoughts on orthorexia, orthorexics and how to talk to someone who you think might be suffering from that. So orthorexia is a fear of food basically to where you get to a point where you are so strict about your diet that you are, I mean, like you get anxiety if Mm -hmm. your diet wavers at all. Like if you accidentally have, you know, bread or if you accidentally find out that there was cheese in there, that there was dairy in the sauce you just had or whatever it is. Um, we'll get to that in a second, but anyway, so I started calculating my macros because I gained a lot of weight, like I gained like 15 pounds in April, was it? When I, I went on testosterone for a month to try to fix some issues I've been having, some hormonal sex drive sort of issues that I've been having. Didn't work, except that it made me gain 15 pounds and I have been having a really hard time getting it back off, even though I stopped taking the testosterone like almost immediately. So I thought, you know, this can't hurt. And not only that, but like I really am starting to get to the point where I'm like, I work out way too freaking hard to still have love handles. Like, way too hard. Yeah. This is starting to get ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. um, So, I started calculating them two weeks ago. So, I've been calculating out every day for two weeks. And I use my fitness pal. And so, you can, like, go online and there's this web extension you can download that allows you to put your macros in exactly versus doing the percentages, which is what it's set up as to as the default. And if you want to know what that is, I can post a link to it. But... Anyway, um, so my, I've been calculating them and I, I mean, I've been feeling pretty good and and really more than anything, it just really helps me be aware, like pay a lot of attention to what I'm eating and like makes me be aware of it because if I am the type of person who I will get to dinner and be like, I haven't eaten all day yeah, because I'm just running around and I don't really like eating when I first get up. And so like, this has been helping me just stick to actually eating. Mm -hmm. So if anything, which you have a, that you have a history of doing that when you would do zone and when you would do all those other things, it really was to set you up to eat throughout the day. Yes. And that's what it really, what more what it is for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, it's more of just like paying attention because if I'm not paying attention, I just won't eat. Right. And I mean, not like, you know, not from a standpoint of wanting to deprive myself from food, but just from a standpoint of like, food is not a huge priority in my life. And so I just kind of get to the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I don't eat today. And it doesn't really affect my mood throughout the day, but it definitely perfects my CrossFit performance. It definitely perfect, perfects, affects my CrossFit performance, affects mm-hmm. my overall health, you know, mm-hmm. affects my ability to recover, affects all that stuff. But, like, in the moment, I'm not really that affected. Like, I'm not the kind of person, like, Brandon, for example, who, like, if he doesn't get a meal within 10 minutes of when he starts feeling hungry, like, things are going to be bad. So, anyway, I've been having a good time with it. Um, And, yeah, a lot of people have been asking, like, what I've been eating and more more specific. So, when I get back from my honeymoon, I'm planning on doing some more detailed blog posts, all that to say that that I'm going to have some more blog posts. Yes, that's good. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good question. I want to just cover that really quick too. The the orthorexia. And so I would encourage her to hear from therapist joy. Well, (laughs) I really would encourage her to go to national eating disorders.org because it really is, um, a fixation or her friend or her or her friend. Uh Um, when it's a friend, 
you really have to tread lightly because it's kind of like with anything. If you force something on someone who's not ready to hear it or if you haven't yet had that conversation, it's going to be really difficult for them to hear. Mm -hmm. um, so you can educate yourself as a friend. I think it's important to know because a lot of the times people just say, oh, it's just a choice. It's not a choice. <laughs> so um, they, they kind of get frustrated and project their own, well, why don't they just stop doing that? And that's right. just, that's really, there's so much more to why we develop disorders. Um, so go to nationaleatingdisorders.org. Um, you know, it's, orthorexia is really defined on fixation on the righteous eating. So it's not so much a fear of food. It's more about you're so fixated on eating right that your quality of life decreases because you're so afraid to slip up. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it's not unlike anorexia where you are so afraid to go to a social gathering because you don't want to be around food or you don't want to be in a social situation where people are going to ask you why you're not eating. Right. Um, so, you know, in a way, it's anything that really disrupts your daily life in such a way that right. like, it's affecting your well, relationships. And think, yeah. yeah. And I think there's a difference between saying, like, hey, if we're going to go out to eat, can we please go somewhere that has a gluten-free option versus, like, I can't come out with you because that's not in my, yeah. you know. And the intention starts that it's really something that you're just trying to be healthy. Right. But then it starts, that's where, you know, the tailspin will start to kind of go out of control. Well, right? I feel like it is kind of a gray area too, though, because like, you know, if they are the type of person who maybe they have, there's an ingredient or something in food that really does make them feel bad, you know, at that point them being, having an aversion to it and being really strict about not wanting to have it in their diet is totally rational yeah yeah um well it's it yeah and where it crosses that line is when it's it's taking up your it's all consuming right when it's all it's all consuming about. and yeah. then it results in self-loathing yeah. and hatred for yourself because so you then how would you say that someone you should approach someone and say like what would be a helpful way for them to like bring it up or because i mean i know it's so so I'm different for everyone. I'm a big fan of planting the seed with anything. So um, especially if it's let's let's just assume it's a close friend. Okay, mm -hmm. let's just assume you have a good relationship with this person. So what I would do is whenever you're with that person, um, just express concern. And the main thing you have to put your yourself in a mindset of no judgment and not being pushy. So really just from a place of love and caring and you can't control, if you come from those places, you can't control the outcome. You can't control if they're going to get defensive. If you feel like they're going to get defensive, one of my favorite tricks to do is always say, I know you might get defensive when I'm about to say, because mm -hmm. that automatically puts people to try to not be defensive. It's a That's little fair. psychology trick. <laughs> so but then what you would say like, but I'm you would say that if, you're... Yeah, if you're afraid that they're going to get defensive, I would open with that. But then you really would just say, I'm, I'm telling you this because I love you and I'm really concerned about blah, 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 blah. Right. And then where they take it from there is out of your hands. What I think a lot of people are scared of is just saying that because mm -hmm. they think they're going to get defensive. They think they're going to... So that's that may, you know, assume the worst because they're probably going to get upset because this is something that eating disorders become a relationship and it becomes something that is a part of them and it's not their true self, but it's like it's part of their, their life as part of their yeah. identity. So taking that away is so frightening. So, well, and I think a lot of people like, and I mean, this is a huge blanket statement that you as a therapist are probably going to look at me and be like, you can't say that. But I think a lot of people for them, it's a way to control parts of their lives. Sure. It's like they feel, I mean, like, I, I don't know, personally, like when I have had experiences with friends who've had eating disorders for them, it's been about a sense of control. And so by, if, their biggest issue is that when you try to, 
you know, sort of in their eyes, take that, take their eating disorder away from them. You were trying to take the control away from them. Yeah. And, and so I think when you come at it and just at least express your feelings, let's just say the conversation ends and you go your separate, separate ways. Well, they may think about that for months and months and months. And I think just reaching out and having that connection, um, may make a dent in their life. And I think if you just keep with them and if you can, and I don't know how serious this is, you know, right. I don't know if this the person who posed this question, but I think it's, it's an important topic to talk about at some point too. Like if it does get to that point of seriousness, just, just hang in there with them. Don't isolate. The thing with eating disorders, it thrives on isolation. It thrives on isolation. So if you continue to hang out with that person and see that person, Mm-hmm. You're going to keep track of how they're doing and how they're looking and how they're feeling. And so um, I think it's really easy for us to kind of pull away from people who are struggling because it's like, well, I don't want to yeah. deal with that or or they don't want to hang out with me or whatever the case may be. But I just if especially if it's a close friend that, you know, I would not let them slip by by just, you know, um, bailing mm-hmm. on plans and that type of thing. So right. we can pro- I mean, if you guys have more questions about that, I think it's a really worthy topic. And, you know, obviously we're not doctors, so. Um, I would encourage you to go to nationaleatingdisorders.org or, you know, find a local eating disorders clinic in your area if you, if it's to that point, obviously, but, um, yeah, it's a good question. And it's just, I mean, it's a serious question, but I think it's in this type of like environment that we're in, in this industry. I mean, let me tell you all the stuff I'm looking at on Instagram all day, every day. I'm like, I don't know how many times I like feel guilty about the things I eat just because I'm looking at all these paleo meals and like, You know, I'm just like, uh, you like crab. Yeah. You know? I don't <laughs> so it's know like, how I like. We're inundated with it. I don't know how I got. Like I, I don't know. Maybe it was just growing up with brothers or growing up like with a naturally fast metabolism or what it was. But like, I've never felt yeah. guilty about eating something. Yeah. And I didn't really realize how unusual that was for someone until I like entered the fitness world and I was like, why do you feel guilty about that? Like it's yeah. just food. You can make another choice yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like it's one, like yeah. one of my favorite, favorite, favorite quotes that I've ever read on, you know, like the health and goal, health and fitness on Pinterest, yeah. which I also hate. Mm-hmm. I hate that section. I never click it is, um, one bad diet or one bad meal won't ruin your body in the same way that one good meal won't fix your body. Mm-hmm. And it just so puts things into perspective. It's like you would never yeah. have like one good lunch and think like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know, like my diet's done. Thanks lunch. Yeah. But like you have one, you know, bad dinner or you go out for drinks or dessert one night and you're like, oh, I'm totally, you, you know, feel like so I have, guilty. right. It's like, it's yeah. just one meal. It's just a couple hundred yeah. calories. Like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's not going to put you over the edge. But it is bizarre. Yeah. Like, anyway. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. Jamie says, mobility. What do you do at home for mobility and must have equipment you own for home use? Also, what's in your gym bag? I really like that question. So I do, too. Ask, I almost wanted to, answer what's in your gym I bag. I wanted to talk about, like, what's in your purse? Right. Do you even carry oh a my purse, gosh. Claire? <laughs> no. But when I was working at EFG, my last job, um, there was this gal who did this, like, her, she was like, a, she was a coach, you know, and, but her opening thing was she would get on Skype with you and you'd go through your purse and she would tell you what she, like, she would like psychoanalyze you based on what was in your purse. Oh, that's funny. And she was really cute. I actually went to a seminar that she was at and like her background was with, she, what was her thing called? It was something about like decadence. Like her, her background was, you know, like that she, 
had grown up very girly and had always felt like deprived of the things that she really wanted. And so now, because she felt like ashamed of, of wanting nice things. Yeah. And so now she, her mission has been like to, you know, reach out to women and like let them get them to a place where they allow themselves nice things. Oh, nice. Anyway. And, but it was just so funny. Like the things that you can learn from somebody's purse. Yeah. But I don't, okay. I don't carry a purse. Yeah. I've never carried a purse. Um, when I was in college, I mean, I had a backpack. But yeah. That's like not really. Every, yeah, everyone had a backpack. Right. I don't have a purse. I've never carried a purse. I I have like a little clutch. Yeah. But it's just a wallet. Women have, I think most women have purses within purses. Right. No, I don't have yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> primarily because I don't wear makeup. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you need? What? what? Why is there so <laughs> you much You just need things. I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, if, I know. if it's that important, why is that important? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. If it's that important, why is it that important? I just don't understand, like, what could be so yeah. important that you need it with you oh. 24-7. That is yeah. so... Like, I mean, and I carry my keys in my purse, and my, or my keys in my wallet, and my sure. phone, I carry them. Right. Or I put them in my pocket. Yeah. But, like, whatever. Yeah. But... Um, let's go back to the... The gym bag. The... What do you do at home for mobility? Well, let's do the gym bag first. Oh, bin gym bag. Okay, Because so I like that. Bag. What's your gym Answer. bag, then? So I don't have a gym bag, because I live two blocks away from the gym. Yeah. But if I did have a gym bag, here's what I imagine would be in it. Okay. A rotting blender bottle full of old progenics. I that would definitely be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a lacrosse ball that I never used would be in there, which also goes to the mobility thing. I have lacrosse balls. I do not use them. Yeah. Um, headbands. Mm-hmm. I always lose headbands. I always wish that I had headbands. And probably like my knee sleeves and lifting shoes. Instead of, because okay. I just leave those in the locker yeah. at the gym. Yeah. So maybe that's a better question. Yeah. Like, instead of a gym bag, I have a locker at the gym. You do. And it has wrist wraps, natural grips, my jump rope, my gym shoes, my knee sleeves, um, and some tape. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a little gym bag. Um, and then I have pretty much the same thing. So I leave my lifting shoes at the gym. I have natural grips. I have like three pairs of wrist wraps because you never know what you're feeling that day, which kind of wrist wraps you want. I have this really bad habit of having like multiple things in a bag, like 10 chapsticks. Yeah. The chapsticks, like you never never can find the one you want. I know. I have a million chapsticks in my gym bag. Um, I have jump rope. Did I already say that? Jump rope, knee sleeves. Um, So I'm trying to think of like what I grab every morning. Mm -hmm. And then... um, yeah, I think that's it. So pretty simple, like basic CrossFit yeah. stuff. But I, I try to do a good job of reading the wad beforehand so I know exactly what to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I keep it pretty simple because I go home and shower before I go to work. Yeah. And then... Mobility. mobility. I don't... I wish I did more at home. I really should. I have a resistance band at home that sometimes I use like for hamstring stretches and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have... A foam roller that really like, we want this. We want yeah, this the rumble awesome, roller. Yeah, that, no, well, it's what they're not called rumble rollers. It's is not rumble rollers. Yeah, it's, no, it's like, called like a. Um, well, it's got the little indentations on it. Yeah, that, it's like, called make, like a. Yeah, just a chunky. Foam yeah, roller. It's, it's a brand. <laughs> I forget what it is. It's pink. They're great. Yeah, and I don't use that very much either because it, when I try to use it on the floor, Luna's like, "Oh, a game, a game yeah. for Luna. Let mm-hmm. it, we shall play this game." Yes. Yeah. Same thing happens with with lacrosse ball she's like oh you're hiding the ball I will find it I'm like it's in my butt <laughs> she's like digging around <laughs> it's in my butt <laughs> and then she like starts burrowing that's awesome it's not going well oh my god! it is a game it came for Luna it came for Luna master you have hidden the ball I will find the ball <laughs> Luna 
<laughs> I had to drop her off at my dad's house tonight. Oh, it was so sad. Oh, she looks at me. She's like, I know what you're doing. Oh, she's like I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, oh. she knows. Yeah. She knows. Except she it's not. Me. She doesn't get mad. She's like, why don't you love me? Why don't I be with you? Don't you love me? Aren't I your dog? I'm like, I'm just gonna go sit in the car and cry right now. But Ludogram. Oh, sad. I have the same thing. Foam roller, lacrosse ball. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do the figure four stretch, which I love. Oh, yeah. That's a good Where you, like, lay on your back and cross your leg over Mm -hmm. your leg. I don't do as much mobility as I would like to at home. I have a dog's barking outside. Oh, yeah. Hi, dogs. Sounds like Solo. Solo is the dog that lives behind us. Oh. Yep. (laughs) It's a boxer. That's a sad name for a dog. Han Solo. Oh, not Solo, no. like, all alone. No. All about Solo. Solo totally hears us saying That's probably why Solo's barking at us. Um, anyway, so, I love boxers, though, by the way. Have you ever seen them actually box? Yes. It's the funniest thing. They always box Luna, because like... she's a bitch. <laughs> Um, okay, mobility. Wish I was better at it. Sorry, I don't really do yeah. as much. If I'm like really, really sore, foam roller for sure, or I'll do um, the lacrosse ball. Yes. I like to throw up some handstands every once in a while against the wall at home just to like That's stretch fair. out. If I my had shoulders. a wall, I would do yeah. that. Our, we have we don't no, have any walls. <laughs> think about my house for a minute. I know. Yeah. We have no space. Not even in the kitchen. No. Yeah. There's um, literally, like, especially not in the kitchen. We have that one wall, but it has that painting on it. Mm. Like, that would be literally the only wall we would have. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, Kelsey asks, what do you do when you feel like you need a CrossFit break? I take a break. Uh, How to cope with a setback. So those are two different questions. Yeah. Because if I feel like I need a break, I take a break. And I feel like this is, again, something where I find myself sort of surprised at how big of a deal it is to other people. Right. When I see those things that are like, rest, I don't want to take a rest day, I'm like, why the heck not? Yeah. What's the big deal? Right. And maybe that's why I will never be a professional CrossFitter. Yeah. But... If I feel like I need a break, then I take a break and I let myself. And I, the other thing is I kind of feel like if I'm feeling super guilty about it, then I go. Right. Because, like, I feel like if I'm feeling that guilty, then clearly I'm taking a break, you know, sort of for the wrong reason, I guess yeah. I could say. Yeah. But if I, when I say I take a break, I usually, it's like, yep, I'm not going. Yeah. And I think TJ helped me with that because I think uh, one day we were, or one week, I remember talking about this on the podcast, we were talking about how we were feeling we were upset that we were doing mostly weightlifting all week, mm-hmm. so we weren't doing a lot of wads. And he's like, you guys, one week of not right. doing cardio is not going to kill you. Right. And I guess just that validation. But I think another quote comes to mind from, have you heard the one where it's like, don't compare yourselves to strangers on the internet? Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I think there's so much that we compare ourselves to because I'm thinking of Instagram and Facebook and yes, all these people everything. posting their workouts. and Don't compare and, your, it's like, don't compare your behind the scenes to everyone else's highlight reel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need a break, take a break because I think, you know, we're healthy people and most of the people who listen to this podcast work out or are involved in some sort of really pretty healthy lifestyle. If you take a week off, that's fine. It's not going to set you back. I remember reading some of Brendan Brazier's stuff. He's the vegan athlete that I still really follow religiously. (laughs) Um, And he said a lot of the times, if you even just take a month off, to mm-hmm. if you needed to he's like that will reset your body your stress levels will go down significantly because exercise stresses your body yeah so i think i actually read something too about i forget who it was and i wish i could remember the name but it's somebody who is like a competitive crossfitter maybe not a games athlete but somebody who's a competitive level crossfitter yeah and they said that every eight weeks or every six weeks they take a week off 
And, like, yeah. they hit it hard those other six weeks. Yeah. But every six weeks, like, every month and a half, they give themselves, a, like, a vacation from yeah. CrossFit. Yeah. Anyway. So take a break and don't feel bad about it because you know if you're worried about taking a break, you know yourself. You're going to get back on it. Yeah. And then how to cope with a setback. We got a couple of questions sort of like that. Yeah. Um, like, what do you do if you are... If you're um, hurt. Yeah, if you get hurt. Um, the One of the questions was... She was kind of right at the end. It said... Uh, the out of shape who the, someone asked no. about advice oh i didn't see that one she, about like being oh, hurt what do you do when you feel like you've tweaked something rest take it easy but still work out yeah. or rush to the doc so i would say it totally depends on your i mean the injury like i would say for the most part if something's really wrong you're gonna kind of know yeah if you just have tweaked something and you're not really sure and you're like I would say give it a couple of days, but just rest. Yes. Don't go to the gym. Yes. Because I think the other problem is that if you work out on it, and if and I mean, you know, everybody's been sore. Everybody's had that thing where they're like, I don't really know, and it, but it's okay. Yes. Like it, and but you know the difference in your own body. And if you are questioning it, then stay off of it. Yes. And I would say at least personally for at least three or four days. Yeah. Because on the off chance that you actually did hurt yourself. And, like, injure yourself. Like, there's, you know, like, actually injure right. yourself. Then working on it is going to only make it worse. Yeah. And on the better chance that, you know, you just sort of, like, tweak something or whatever, then three or four days is going to give you enough time to evaluate. Yeah. Is this serious? Is it just sort of, like, a mobility thing? Is this a recurring injury? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have that fear of just once they stop working out, they're just going to gain a bunch of weight back. And right. it's like, dial in your diet on the days if you're not going to work out. And that's, to- yeah. I mean, it's not, it's just, it, it's silly because I think I was uh, thinking of Christmas Abbott when she, I was thinking about her talking about when she got injured and she kept pushing herself. Yeah. And she's like, and then I would just re-injure. And so you just don't want to push it. I mean, I get, I get that you want to get back into it, but I think about when I hurt yeah. my back too, I was just so slow, so slow to get back into it. Well, and um, I think too, like if you're worried, if you're the type of person who is worried about, you know, if I take a week off, I'm not going to get back into it. Like get a buddy or tell your yeah. coach, your coach yeah. would be more than happy to hold yeah. you accountable. See, like, listen, yes. you know, I think I tweaked my back or whatever, and I'm going to take a week off, but if I'm not in here or if I have not checked in with you by next Monday, yeah. I want you to call me. And go to a doctor and let your doctor really evaluate you make sure and say, hey, yeah, you can go work out, but just take yeah. it easy. Or uh, yeah. you can start walking. You can start running, whatever. Yeah. Um, if you're so that yeah. worried about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Caitlin asked how we both got into CrossFit, which we already answered, but then she said, do you have any advice for out-of-shape ladies who are just starting out? Which I thought was cute. Out-of-shape ladies. I would say, Caitlin. I was you. I was was you. I was you, yeah. We were all you. I think just get going. Whether it's CrossFit or whatever else, I'm assuming you want to start out with CrossFit. Let's just assume that. Um, go to a an on-ramp class or an elements class or a one-on-one class or whatever they're calling it which you, with each CrossFit gym and just get started. Just get started. Start moving. be gentle with yourself. Very. Not even physically. Like, not, I mean, like, yes, scale and yes, don't let your ego get the best of you and go, you know, all out. But I mean, just, like, be gentle with the expectations you have for yourself in the first couple months of CrossFit. Yeah. Because, yes, you will get a lot of PRs and, yes, you will have a lot of wonderful moments, but you also will have a lot of moments where you feel like, you are not in control of your body or you feel like you, you know, expected yourself to be faster, expected yourself to be stronger, expected yourself to be able to do more than this and you just cannot force your body to do one more rep. Yeah. And just be nice to yourself. Yes. Yeah. 
And that's I mean, a, that's I think huge. That, Don't compare yourself with anyone else. Don't get hurt. Right. People that are new or I think more susceptible to getting hurt because they're trying to keep up with everyone else. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't well, don't do that. One episode we talked about like just don't have any ex. Like don't try be gentle with the expectations you have for yourself. Yes. Like just don't, go into it without any expectations. Yes. And then you know kind of just go from there. And then one of the first episodes I think we talked a lot about too of finding a gym that you like. Yeah. Because if you get to a gym and they're snotty and they don't make you feel welcome, go to another gym because yeah. you should not have a bad experience. Um, Rebecca asks, how often do you work out? Do you strictly do CrossFit or do you incorporate other stuff in there? Claire, how's the macro tracking going? We already covered that. Where are you? Um, Where are you? Rebecca? Rebecca Tam. Okay, how often do you work out? I work out about oh, five to six days a week. Three of those days I'm doing CrossFit. The other two days I'm either doing running or I teach spinning on Sunday mornings, which if anyone is in the Broomfield area, please come to my class. It's really empty in the summertime because everyone's outside. Right. So I want to fill that class. I'm always like, please come to my class. <laughs> so Broomfield 24 hour fitness show up. Um, so, uh, probably about five, six days a week consistently. So it's CrossFit on the three days and then running and cycling on the other days. I do CrossFit probably more like four to five times a week. And that's all I do. Yeah. I have been doing some yoga occasionally, which I really like. Um, but now that my intro month is over, I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars a month to do another form of fitness. What? Just don't have that much money. <laughs> I mean, I could take some more out of my student loans, but you know, um, so yeah, just CrossFit and you know, that varies day to day, obviously what it looks like sometimes. Um, I'll go, I'll just go to open gym and do like a Wendler and some skill work. But, um, I would say I do at least three to four wads a week, like Metcon, you know, like, or whatever, just the programming at the gym. Yeah. And then maybe occasionally I'll put in an extra day of open gym. Okay. And then Um, she asked... What do girls consider, as much as I hate the word cheat, a cheat meal? Cheat meal. Uh, What do I consider a cheat meal? Anything that makes me feel shitty after I eat it. (sighs) This is like a can of worms. See, I don't... I can't, like, do, do the that. crazy st- restriction, so I yeah. don't... Well, and see, that's kind of... Like, I, I don't do cheat meals, because I'm like, well, I eat... Well, A, I think we've talked about this before, too, is I eat pretty healthy, so I don't, yeah. like, crave gross foods, yeah. so I'm never really going to be like, I gotta go have a cheat meal. But I guess if I had to answer that question, because I don't want to cop out, is probably pancakes. <laughs> Big old <laughs> stack of pancakes. Because when I was training for the marathon, like, mm-hmm. years and eons ago, I used to just make stacks of pancakes and then eat and then two hours later I'd go run for like five hours but um yeah it was I uh I don't know I feel I don't really go out and like be like I'm gonna have a cheat meal tonight but I feel like I feel like I have had a cheat meal if afterwards I just feel gross yeah like we had nachos on Sunday and I was so excited to order them like did not feel guilty about order them whatsoever and then when they came and I started eating them I was like I feel gross yeah like I this is not worth it yeah yeah I feel like I, I went to Snooze after, I think, the first oh my open gosh, workout. Snooze. snooze is so good. If you it's guys so live in the Denver good. area. Yeah, it's like a coma on a plate. It's a coma on a plate. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. So okay. it's this amazing breakfast place that just, ugh, they're like pancake combinations are to die for. And I went to Snooze right after I did 14-1. Really? Yeah. Not right wow. after, but yeah, like I went day. to lunch with a coworker that day. And I was like, I am having like everything on this okay. menu. <laughs> So, yeah, that was, I, I don't know. This is a weird justification. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Um, um, Pat, I like how Pat. Yeah, emergency guest. Exp- I guess appearance from Chris G. I wish. Pat Brennan goes to our gym and he wrote, he wants an emergency guest appearance from Superfan Chris G. Which we wish we wish we could do that tonight. Um, we'll have to have him back soon. Yeah, Kelsey, what were your starting stats versus now? Um, like like gym stats or podcast stats? Probably gym stats. Okay, and I don't know. Also, if she means like our body measurements or, like, our workout. So I'll go with workout. Okay. Maybe just, like, a couple of quick benchmarks. Okay. I, I, before I started CrossFit, I had never run a mile in under 10 minutes. And now my mile time is, like, about 8.30. Um, before I started CrossFit, when we first started CrossFit, I want to say my deadlift was, like, 120. And now it's, like, one... Well, I don't know. I haven't tested my deadlift in forever, so it's hard to say. But... Suffice to say that at the open, I lifted 155 10 times. Uh, my back squat was like maybe 105, 95. And I did eight sets of four at 135 last Friday. Um, but I don't know. My, I'm not, I mean, my one rep max is like 160 to 165. Um... My, I don't know, what else is there? My press, my strict press was like yeah. 35 pounds. I couldn't strict yeah. press shit, and now I it's think, like 80. I th- yeah, I don't know if I can go through every single single one of mine. I just, I know that obviously I've gotten stronger with my lists, but I think more importantly, I feel like I've my form's gotten so much better. Yeah. Like I've well, finally like dialed in yeah. my form. I think it's nice to kind of hear like people's starting weights at least to be like, you know what, like I will, I'll tell my athletes like at, at Elevation, like today or the other day, I was working with a, ga- a gal for her bench press. Yeah, and I was talking about—I don't even remember—but somehow I brought up the fact, like, "Hey, you know, when I started, I couldn't do this way either." And she was like, "That makes me feel better." Yeah, you know, it's like people want to know, yeah. like, "Listen, you yeah, know, nobody starts out." Yeah, I mean, some people do. I don't. I just don't remember. I wish yeah. I wrote it down. I know yeah. it was like I have um, all those numbers on my blog. If uh, you're ever interested in looking it up, yeah. Um, Matt Crowley, how many spirit animal shirts have you sold? I think like three. We do we have any men shirts yet? No, because my I husband need... really wants one. And okay. Matt Crowley, Matt Crowley actually, Matt Crowley goes to my five thirty a.m. class. Hi, Matt. We're coming tomorrow. Oh yay! Just to lift. Oh good. And then we have okay. to get on plane. Ugh. Okay. Um, and he one morning he's like, "You owe me uh, a girl's got one shirt." No, what's the you owe me like the rights to the spirit animal shirt? <laughs> I was like, actually, a listener made that a suggestion. Yes. But one morning, he really did say after a wad, he's like, Joy, you're my spirit animal. So That's I think, amazing. I, I think he thinks he coined that term. But I was like, no, actually, a listener came up with that, Matt. It was Gosh. funny. He's like, I think That's you owe really me funny. the rights to that shirt. Um, All right. We still have a lot of Kristen, questions here. Yeah. Let's fly through some of these. <sighs> Kristen. Have either of you felt as though you've hit a plateau in your training? What do you do to overcome it? Or training programs you recommend to help with this feeling. I definitely have felt that way. And when I have felt that way, I have to, I will take like a week off and then I will totally dedicate myself on the coming back to like really hitting it. So I take like a week off and then decide for the next four weeks, I'm going to go five days a week. Like okay. I'm because I usually I feel like when I hit a plateau, out. it's because I'm starting to get apathetic and I'm starting to just be like, whatever, I don't have to go or yeah. like, whatever. And then when I do that, I I start seeing results in, inevitably again, and I'm like, okay, this is why I'm here. Yeah, like mentally, yeah. more than anything. And I would say if yeah. you feel like you need a program to 
like definitely look at the catalyst lifting programs. Those can be helpful. They're giving you kind of like a more regimented reason to be in the gym. Yeah. Cool. Or, or even just an extra Wendler. Yeah. I really like Wendler. Yeah. Um, Ashley, I think those definitely oh. help. I think I, um, my plateaus kind of get to get more of like a mental game. Yeah. So I think that definitely helps when you have something like we're doing small of junior right now yeah. or whatever. And so it's like, I feel like that will help me. That's been helping me so much with back squats. Yeah. And you like want to get in the gym because you want to be there. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like, you're looking forward to something. So like that scheduling I think is mm-hmm. really, really helpful for sure. Okay. Do you prefer um, AMRAP or four time wads? And why, asks Ashley. I prefer AMRAP wads because everybody finishes at the same time. And then I don't feel... Wait, AMRAP is... You mean for... Ta- for Oh, AMRAPs, I see. So if it's oh, like a 10-minute oh, AMRAP, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. finishes at 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I don't feel like I'm the slowest one. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I... Gosh, that's a really good question, actually. I don't know. I think I like four time. You would. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I like for time. All right. Peace, love, and low carb says, what is your favorite lift? The one that always puts you in a beast mode. It makes you feel like a total badass. Clean and jerk. Overhead squat. Freaking love clean and jerk. I cannot stand clean and jerk. Actually, that's not true. I'm, I'm starting to like it, but I really like overhead squats. You know what I noticed at the games is that is where, what? Just your face. You're like, do you know what I noticed at the game? Was that was like where... It was like the men versus the boys in terms of yeah. the girls. The women versus the girls. Because anytime the girls were doing overhead squats or overhead lunges, yeah. you could see who was a like brick shit house with their core and yeah. who was wobbly. Even mm-hmm. Camille was wobbly. Julie Frechet was wobbly. And then there's Annie, like who's <laughs> literally a brick shit house, literally made out of bricks. <laughs> I think her abs really are bricks now. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> Literal. Anyway, so yeah, overhead stuff is badass yeah. for your core. Um, Carrie, so yeah. thoughts on Jeff Evans' video on CrossFit page where he talks about how CrossFit helps him with his depression. I think many of us could say the same for our own experiences, but what do you think about the mental wellness of slash CrossFit relationship? I think that it's totally legit. I think that just anything, first of all, like, you know, endorphins make people happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. <laughs> I, oh hope my you, I hope y'all got that. Yeah, I can't even if you didn't. Not even a, um, not even help you with that one. <laughs> but for L, um, <laughs> they and I also feel like too it can be good to have something, you know, cross it. There's just so many things that come across it, like a they a supportive community, a sense of accomplishment, having something consistent that you feel like is you know helping you reach your goals, yeah. self confidence, like all of those things are just wrapped into it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think she's, I wonder if she's talking about the video I just watched because it was about that. uh, Yeah, I haven't seen the video, but. Wounded Warrior. Um, but in any event, I agree with that. I think it has so much to do with the community and people lifting you up and cheering you on. And it's such a welcoming environment. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I think depression thrives on isolation too. So I think if you're. Totally. If you're plugged into a community where you're talking to people every day and you show up and they go, where were you on Monday? It's like, oh, they care about me. I don't know. I just think there's something to be said about that connection and and knowing people and seeing smiling faces every day and cheering people on. Okay. Getting ready for my first competition, says Kimberly. How do you feel during the day? And actually, this is sort of Carrie, Kari, you wanted to know this too. What foods are good and easy to take? Anything else you recommend for competition prep? So there were a couple of questions about competition prep. 
competition prep. Um, so I remember I have a really hard time on competition days eating because I get so nervous. So I have to be really mindful about nervous poops. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Eating things that are going to be really, really easy on your digestion. So I tend to lean towards bananas. Um, any like nut butter packs, mm-hmm. um, things that are just going to be pretty dang easy to digest because otherwise I won't eat it. If I have to chew very much, yeah, not going to eat it because you have cotton mouth. Yeah, so I'm just like, Bleh. yeah. Well, um, and so, also, sorry, real quick no, yeah. to kind of back up from what you said, I would say that when it comes to preparing for competitions in general, I think the most important thing is to prepare your food. Like yes. you know, at the end, like you know what gear you need. It, that's not hard. I yeah. would say being. And, you know, every every place has a water fountain. Yep. You know, bring a water bottle. But really what yeah. you need is to really think about what you're going to Plan eat. your food. Plan your, oh, your fluids for sure. Because yeah. I, like, I would bring, like, a recharge and then some water and then some... Progenics you know, like, or something yeah, if you want little, Yeah, little things protein. To, yeah, to, to drink before um, or after. And then, um, so, yeah, definitely plan your food. As far as, like, any other type of prep is just, like, the gear thing. So... Bring right. some tape. Bring things. It's almost like, you know, when you're going to a wedding where you, like, have to bring a little emergency kit for the bride. Like, right. pr- like bring things that you never think you would need. Bring some duct tape. Bring, bring some, some band-aids. Yeah. Bring some safety pins. Yeah. Um, bring some hand wipes. Yep. Chalk. Chalk. I actually had some... Knew somebody who... They did a competition or had somebody talk to me about a competition they did where the gym had no chalk. And it was just, like, at that gym, they just didn't use chalk. And she was like, I can't... This is just yeah. so outside of my. You have like, to, yeah. You, that was the thing we've talked about in previous episodes too, where you have to prepare for the unexpected because you're, it's not your home gym. Right. So I remember doing a wad, a hero wad, at another gym, and their bars were different. They were just yeah. like the slippery bars versus the grippy bars, and I completely ripped my hands apart because I wasn't used to how to grip on that bar. So like yeah. little things like that. Um, I think that was in the episode where we talked about the fossil games. If mm-hmm. you want to go back and listen to that, we cover that a lot. Um, okay. And then I, I agree about some things that are easy, easy to digest. I'm really getting into chia squeezes right now. Yeah, those, those are, are the best. Yeah. Um, but I would also say that I need something like a little bit more substantial. So I will bring lunch meat mm-hmm. and that is good because it's, it's like protein, but it's still easy to chew and easy to digest as opposed to like us, you know, bringing a big meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes the competitions have food there. Like if they if it's a bigger competition, they might have like food trucks or something like that. But I tend to stay away from that because it's like bigger meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't think I can work out on that. Um, let's see. We got we have about two minutes or two questions left. Okay. So there's one bail. real quick. Amber asked about glitter eyeshadow, so let's go back mm. to that. For a second. <gasps> I really want to answer this but question. Crystal <laughs> asked me about zone, and this is just something that I want to address really quickly. Oh. So she said that she's followed my zone, or she looked at my zone blog post, and she's been following 33131. If you don't do zone, I'm sorry, I'm not going to break this down right now. Yeah. But Crystal, if you're listening, you're saying that your wads and everything are suffering because you're doing 33131. If your wads are suffering, bump up your blocks immediately. I, when I did zone, and I tried to emphasize this in my blog post, and I tried, every time I talk about zone, I try to emphasize this. For me, it was never about and the reason that I was successful with it is because I did not worry about sticking to the same number of blocks per day. Mm-hmm. Rather, what I focused on was making sure that everything I did eat was zoned. Yeah. So if you are at a point where you're like three three one three one is just not enough, go three three two three two or go three four two three two or something like that. Get a four block meal on there. I would I mean, there were days where I would go three three two three one. There were days where I would go like Two two one six one, mm-hmm. and you know, some days I would have thirteen blocks, some days I would have eighteen blocks, 
And that was, that to me is what made zone doable. Okay. So be, let yourself be flexible. Just make sure if you want to stick to zone, make sure everything you do is zone. But I had amazing results with zone and not because I stuck to a caloric, um, absolute because it was, I mean, I, like I said, I would vary anywhere from, you know, plus or minus five blocks every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, but just everything I ate, what I did eat was zoned. So yeah. that's my answer. Cool. Thanks, Crystal. Yeah. And then Amber writes, any question relating, oh, any question relating to CrossFit has already, already been asked. So my question has to deal with glitter eyeshadow. Joy, what is your favorite color of glitter eyeshadow? And she wants to know about my awards. I'm wondering if she's referring to the Emmys. I don't know. I think she's. Um, I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. What other um, awards have you won? <laughs> let's ask that question. That's true. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, favorite color, I would say anything Urban Decay. Urban Decay is hands so down the best glitter line ever. I've tried everything. And just go with Urban Decay. So you have to pick your own color, Amber, because... It's your face and your skin tone. (laughs) Um, But I'm a fan of their liquid glitter eyeliner, and um, the gold is awesome, and so is the silver. I think that'll look pretty on everyone. But then they also have really sparkly eyeshadows, too, that are really great. And um, Midnight Cowboy is... Midnight Cowboy? Mm -hmm. That is an amazing name. They have the best names for their eyeshadow. Midnight Cowboy, you can't go wrong with that, but just be careful because once you put it on, it just gets everywhere. So you have to be like... Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. So it's a very much going out evening wear, if you will. You can't pull that off at work unless you can wear (laughs) glitter at work, which I can't. Um, and then she asks, uh, used to dance and won an award. Explain. Um, yes, I used to dance. I don't think I've never really won an award for a dance. But you were in the Super Bowl. Yes, I was in the Super Bowl halftime show with Diana Ross. That was like the first episode we talked about. And then mom Sandy posted that video on our (laughs) Facebook page. Amazing. Forever ago. You'll have to scroll back a long time to find it. Mom Sandy will probably post that again. So just look out for it. Um, so yes, I used to dance. I don't think I've really won any major awards for that, but I did win um, a few Emmy awards back uh, a couple of years ago for some TV stuff that I did for my job. So yeah. um, that's kind of a long, boor- that, not boring story, but if you guys want to know more about <laughs> what I do with that, you can, I think it might be on my blog, but just shoot me a message and I'll give you some links to that little project yeah. that I did. All right. I think that's all the time we have. These are so great. Wait, one more question. Let's do one more. Okay, one more. One more more time. This is so fun. This is so fun. Okay, how about... um, I feel like we're doing, like, lightning round. Yeah. Okay, Rachel, Claire, how's your new job going? It's going great. It's, like, summer vacation. Um, Any (laughs) updates on either of your goals? That's a whole other episode. We'll talk about goals. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, we'll do Uh, that next episode. Favorite moments from the games besides all the shirtless guys. My favorite moment was when Annie Thor's daughter leapt like a ballerina across the finish line. Mm-hmm. That was my my favorite. favorite moment was when Camille was doing the pull-ups and that she just was like another favorite. she just pulled right into yep. the muscle-ups, the bar muscle-ups, and then she was like, the crowd was just going wild, yes. and she was like, ah! That was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, and then the speed clean ladder, which was really was cool, because the whole crowd cool. was like getting really into that, yeah. too. That was cool. I, um, I think that's it. No, but I have one more question for you before okay. we end. Yes. I want you to talk about your funny story about your throwing out your scale. Oh. <laughs> so last week, <laughs> that was a good laugh. I apologize. <laughs> last week I was. I'm so mad at my scale right now. I just don't want to get on it. Yep. Yeah. Last week I was. 
I got a new swimsuit for Maui and I put it on and it's the swimsuit top that I have been coveting for like a year and mm-hmm. I never buy swimsuits and because I, I don't ever go to the pool and so I'm like whatever yeah I'm and it was expensive and it was it where's was, it from it was from Zappos but it's L space okay so it's like seventy five dollars just for the top yeah. And $75 for the top? $70 just for the top. I oh, think. my Yeah, gosh. exactly. So now you understand why I have been putting this off. Yeah. So I finally was like, screw it. But I've been looking at this top for over a year. I was like, this is not an impulse buy. This is the shirt I want, the top I want. So it's not padded at all, but it's like a wrap. Okay. So it like, you put it on like a vest almost, and then the front, you like wrap around and tie it in the back. Okay. It's really cute. And I put it on, and I was like, dang, I look good. <laughs> and I was like, looking at myself in the air. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I love you put it. it in there. <laughs> and I was like... Anyway, no, I'm like, just trying to picture you like, dang, yeah. I look good. I was flexing. He's so cute. Yep, I flex in the mirror. Not ashamed. And Not I was like, ashamed. I'm gonna. I was like, oh, I wonder if I've lost weight because I've been doing counting my macros and and then I went and weighed myself and I had lost weight and I was like, oh, I suck. And I was like, wait a minute. I just like two seconds ago was so excited about how good I looked and feeling really good about myself and then I came and stepped on the scale and now I feel like shit. And this is bull. Like there's yeah. no. And I was just like, this is stupid. But I was at this point wearing a swimsuit top and I was about to get in the shower so I did not have anything on my bottom. I was naked from the waist down. Yeah. I had a swimsuit top on so I was yeah. like and Brandon was on the phone. Out. He's he's standing out on the porch on the phone. So I wrap myself in a towel and I pick up the scale and I walk outside and in order to get to our trash I have to walk through the whole house out the back door around the whole backyard and yeah. over to like the far side of the Inside, house. Yeah. So I like just picked it up and like marched outside and I walked past Brandon and he's looking at me like what are you doing? And I Opened the thing, opened the trash can, I put it in, and I just silently just walked back inside and got in the shower. I was like, ah, there. And I'm I'll show so, you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm so glad I did it because yeah. I just am like, and then I weighed myself at the gym the other day and I had gained weight and I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. I've never weighed myself again. I'm not, I, well, is, I haven't weighed myself in, I don't think I've weighed myself since we did the body dunk. Yeah, I'm like, body this is so testing. I mean, just, it can be, it can be a helpful tool depending on your goals. Yeah. But, it was just, like, I had this moment of, like, why is this... I'm not trying to make weight for something. Yeah. I'm not, you know, whatever. It yeah. was just so annoying. Blah. So I threw my scale away. And yeah. I would encourage you, if you are not someone who is um, trying to make weight for a co- competition for some reason, I would encourage you Let's to Let's start that same. movement. Everybody throw away your scale! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you guys. It's been, time to end. This actually wasn't too bad for this the second wasn't episode. Too bad. Days, we yeah. thought we were for sure going to be like, so how was your day? Yes. Um, when we record two episodes in a row, it's just like our brains start to hurt a little bit. So that was amazing. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. Yeah, and, and hopefully maybe next time we'll get to the other half of them. Yeah. So make sure you tell a friend if you guys are liking the podcast and leave us a comment on iTunes. As always, we love reading your comments and we'll get to reading some more new comments at the next few episodes. We have some fun interviews coming up. We do. So look yes. forward to that, you guys. And we will talk Until to you then, next week. Until then, right now, when you hear this, Claire's going to be on a beach oh, in Maui. So be jealous. Be totally jealous. All right. Drink some Mai Tais for us. Deal. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.